0: Hello and welcome to episode 979 of the sleeper in the bus. It is Friday, September 17th. I'm your host, Paul Spore, joined this morning by Justin Mason. Justin, good morning, sir. Good morning to you. How you doing? I am quite well. How about yourself?
1: I'm doing all right. A little late start to my morning because I'm an idiot and forgot my badge to get into my work. So man, I I, I lived
0: through that before. When I uh when I was working at Dell, we had we had badges and Forgetting it was a nightmare. You know, sometimes I would just deal with it and go and then just have to uh, get a temporary badge for the day. Other times I would turn around like you did. You know, it's just kind of a personal choice there. But you were saying how, fine your, uh, you know, how fine-tuned your how fine your schedule is that going back can add way more time than it w- did for you to first get out there because traffic – the traffic patterns have since changed uh, in the interim 20 minutes. So sounds like a nightmare, but uh, you made it. And uh, now we get to talk baseball for about an hour.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm glad that nightmare is over. And now we can talk about all the starting pitchers from this weekend.
0: Lots of fun streamers. Uh, let's dive right into it. We're going to do it again this weekend next for the uh, weekend streamers. Let's talk with, well, let's start on Saturday. Let's talk about Aaron Savale. Normally, slam dunk, right? I mean, it's Aaron Savali. Come on, he's been back for two starts, four and two thirds against Minnesota. Pretty good, uh, one earned, six strikeouts. But then just three innings against Milwaukee last time out because they clobbered him: seven runs on seven hits, two walks, three homers. So we haven't seen Aaron Savali fully ramped up. He did have 78 pitches in that first outing, which tells me that if he could have handled a five-plus inning workload during that last outing, he would have gotten it. But uh, his own his own issues kept him there. What about a trip to the Yankees for Aaron Savali?
1: Yeah, I'm probably going to avoid this one. Yeah. Uh, Like you said, he hasn't hit five innings since getting back, got crushed in that last start. But, I mean, against the Brewers, there's no shame in that necessarily. Sure. Um, I'm I'm probably just going to avoid it just because this is one of those starts that can go horribly wrong with how powerful the Yankees' offense can be at times. So uh, I think it's just safer to go a different direction.
0: Yeah, and I think that's a big consideration –
1: with regards to, like, can you afford a
0: blow-up? You have to ask yourself that with any streamer because it could happen. doesn't matter, you know, how good they look on paper. Can you afford three innings, mm-hmm. seven runs? I'm leaning toward yes on Savali, um, you know, acknowledging that he was bad against Milwaukee for sure, but really sharp against Minnesota. Yankees are no pushover. That's that's for sure. Um, in fact, they're top 10 in the last 30 days of WOBA of against righties. But I think as far as streams go, this is still going to be one of your better efforts. So if you're in the streaming realm, you're already accepting a certain amount of risk. And to that end, I think you go ahead and go forward with Somali. The, um, the
1: only reason I disagree with that is because typically you're streaming for something in particular, right? You're either streaming for really good ratios, uh, you're streaming for strikeouts, you're streaming for wins. If he's not going to go five, which he hasn't done yet since coming, see, play. I,
0: but I don't think that that's a viable concern. That's where I, that's where we differ, I bet. Cause I, I think he goes five if he's pitching well. Like, I don't think he's on a tight, tight restriction. I think Savali, like I said, would have been able to go five in the Milwaukee outing cause he was building up, but he dropped
1: the ball there.
0: So that's, that's where i think we have a fundamental disagreement yeah
1: i think we have a little bit of disagreement there because i mean there's he's not a big strikeout guy so you're not streaming for strikeouts necessarily and you know the ratios are you know they can be fine but i don't think they are necessarily anything you're writing home to mom about so i i think it's just safer to go a different direction a guy you feel more comfortable might be able to give you at least five
0: sure well and we'll see we'll see if that uh if that player exists here but i you know i'm a big savali backer so I'm, I'm sticking with him here edward cabrera uh the young rookie for the marlins drew a lot of attention very very uh sixto sanchez situation here developing again hopefully not with the same result that we saw from Sixto this year where he didn't pitch Unfortunately, but, you know, a lot of hype was drawn early. Uh, had the great first start has been mediocre to bad since let's be, let's be honest, four innings, three runs, two and a third, four runs three and two thirds, two runs for Edward Cabrera pitches are fine. I mean, ranging from 53 to 78. I don't think that there's uh, a whole huge restriction there. It's a matter of, can he, can he do well enough? He gets Pittsburgh. So the matchup's great. The pitcher isn't yet. Edward Cabrera is someone that uh, strikes your fancy for a Saturday stream.
1: I mean, if you're not going to use them here, you can't use them the rest of the way.
0: True, like, so. because it's not going to get any better than Milwaukee yeah.
1: that, or uh, Pittsburgh. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think I would be inclined to go for it uh, if you believe in the talent. I do believe in the talent. Uh, a little worried that he, he has like a little toe issue going on, so maybe that limits his ability to go deep if they're just going to be careful with them. But Miami's been an organization in the past that has just let their guys go. Mm-hmm. like That that they don't really, you know, put reins on them or limit them. They, they say, hey, you know, you've got a certain amount of bullets. Let's, let's use them. Um, so I, I'm inclined to say I'm going to go for it uh, against a, a really bad Pittsburgh team.
0: Yeah, I think you take the shot here as well with Edward Cabrera. It hasn't been as good, but that's going to make him more likely to be available, too. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you're streaming, you're looking for matchups. again. Like It doesn't get much better than what you're actually going to be able to pull off the wire and the matchup that you're going to be able to get. And Edward Cabrera is going to be available in a lot of uh, mixed leagues right now because he hasn't been doing much. So if you're in the streaming realm, as we're assuming you are, I'm going with this one. I can't believe this guy's on here but I have to I have to ask about him I was uh I, I even put in what is it Mondays or Tuesdays uh SP chart like don't feel bad about skipping this start with you darvish at the San Francisco Giants and he was absolutely trounced for four uh eight, eight runs and four innings on four homers because that's just where he's at right now he gets a trip to St Louis this time around. If you're looking at it, it's been kind of an on-off situation since uh, August 7th. his first start in August. Quality start against the uh, Diamondbacks, faces them again five days later, gets trounced by them. Decent enough start against the Dodgers, six innings, four runs, gets pounded by Arizona. Uh, After that, three starts against Arizona in a four-start period, and two of them were terrible. Uh, But then good against the Angels, then that terrible one against the Giants. Don't know that you fall for on off patterns. I, I wouldn't, I certainly wouldn't use that as like a guiding metric, but that's where we're at with him. Uh, do you start Darvish here at St. Louis,
1: man? I think this is a really, really tough one. Um, and part of me is like, it shouldn't be, it's you, Darvish. You, you I know, know you, you used a second round pick on the guy. Um, and then there's part of me is like, man, you just look how, how poorly he's pitched over his last uh, few outings uh last month and a half and you're like man I don't know that I can do it um i'm prob I've got this dilemma in in one league um and it's a league fortunately enough where I'm just so far ahead where it probably doesn't matter so um I'll probably roll with them but okay. I completely understand i mean St Louis has been quietly good um they've pulled into the lead of the wild card uh you know that's last wild card spot in the national league so
0: and i uh, think their offense is is really helping there specifically mm -hmm. uh finally coming around after a a rather bland season overall Uh, they're sitting about middle of the pack against righties over the last 30 days but uh, still a team that is indeed surging lefties have had a lot of trouble against them obviously darvish doesn't have to worry about that aspect of it I i tend to agree that i i'm fine being careful here like I don't have a definitive answer. I know we're kind of hemming and hawing here. I, I think situationally, has to uh, your situation has to matter a lot with regards to what you need and, and where you're at. But don't just start because of the name value. That's what I want to impress, is that you don't just have to go with them just because it's you, Darvish, and you paid a big, big price for him at the beginning of the year. That doesn't matter at this point.
1: I think if you're looking for strikeouts, or wins or quality starts i think you you roll with him because we know that he can go six um and we know there will be strikeouts uh if you're if, if your ratios are in peril then it may be better to just skip it because while you may get the strikeouts he also make you know get five earned runs and two two-thirds like you did against the mighty arizona diamondbacks mm-hmm. so
0: yeah i mean that's the thing too I, I get disheartened by watching him get walloped by the diamondbacks a couple times <laughs> of all teams And you know i was not surprised or particularly concerned that the uh that the giants ripped him because they're ripping everybody but when i saw darvish have all those troubles against the uh, uh against the diamondbacks recently i was like oh well that's that's unfortunate. So it
1: was—it was like the fourth time he had seen him this year. So maybe that's just you know a little bit of familiarity catching up with him as well.
0: True, and you always have to be careful of that in division. Um, you know, I first learned of this concept really during football uh, <laughs> with the two divisional games, and a lot of times the the lesser team would would hold close, if not outright win one of those games against like you know like Miami over. New England or something, right? New England's always the best team, but that second game in Miami, they always got an opportunity. You know, it, it, it was that sort of deal. Same sort of familiarity is bred in uh, baseball with 19 games against each other. They can come up and get you every once in a while, even if they're the bad team. This is a quality team against Darvish. Be careful. Let your situation dictate where you go here. Um, what about Luis Heel for the Yankees going against Aaron Savali and Cleveland? Cleveland, a great setup, as as they have been for a lot of the year. I think they have been no hit like three or four times. Uh, It's been really bad. They've got a couple of great players, and that's it. It's like uh, Ramirez, Reyes, and every, every once in a while, somebody else shows up for a day or two. But for the most part, there is not much to worry about with that offense. So we love the setup. Do we love the start here? Last time out earlier this week, through six, and this was one of those starts that you really have to take a look at the game log for because Luis Hill gave up five earned in those six innings, but four came in the first inning and then he really tightened up for the next five innings. And mm-hmm. if you watch that start or even saw that box score, you'd be like, okay, I can, I can take that in a different way than I would normally take a five earned run outing. So to me, I've liked what he's done this year. I, I'm heartened by the fact that he really settled down after that bad first inning in the My- Minnesota start. I would go with heel here against Cleveland.
1: Yeah. I mean, we were even recording when this one was uh going on, uh, or Heel's last start was going on. Uh and like even in the last inning, he was laboring like and, and struggling a little bit, but they stuck with him. They they really have a lot of faith in Luis Heel. I think you should too. Uh he's actually my streamer pick for Saturday. So I love it. He was my top option uh, on the road to write up for, for, for my Saturday streamers.
0: Well there you go. So we like we like heel against Cleveland uh quite a bit and probably probably best of the of the four right now, at least in terms of our universal agreement, since we disagree on Savale. Uh so go get your Luis Heel. That's Louise, you might be thinking Luis Gill, by the way, but it's pronounced heel, just mm-hmm. for any confusion there. Um AJ Alexi is gonna be the primary against the White Sox on Saturday. It's not a great matchup, of course, but we like him getting an opener in the form of Spencer Howard because that just sets up a, a more uh an easier potential for a win. He did get the opener last time, but it was against Houston. So it didn't matter because three and two thirds, six runs against Houston, you're you're not too surprised that he was walled by them. Same thing could happen against the White Sox. So I guess that's really the, the concern here. I think if you're chasing wins, you go for this just on the uh, on the opportunity that because he's an op- he's going to get an opener that Alexi has a better shot at a win, even though it's still a difficult choice, uh, a still a difficult matchup with the White Sox. So that's where I'm at on Alexi. I'm I'm leaning no, unless you're actually chasing wins. Uh, otherwise, I'd go for it. Where do you come out with Alexi as a primary?
1: Yeah, I think I. This is one of those situations where, uh, you know, obviously we're we're talking to mostly people who play in, in daily moves leagues, right? So yeah. You can, you can switch around your lineup. I want to see what the lineup is for the White Sox. Um,
0: like if they start, you know, taking a couple if, guys out here and there? Yeah,
1: yeah. If Tim Anderson's not playing, if maybe they're giving Eloy a day off, something like that. If they're Bora Braves sitting, something uh, like that. Just because, I mean, that White Sox lineup when it's full force is uh, is is really really dangerous, and I don't think I would want to mess with that. Um, You know, there's some concerns with Alexi just with the amount of walks he issues. He's now you know issued nine walks in in fourteen and two thirds innings, and that's one of the things that really got to him in that uh, that uh, appearance uh, against Houston. So uh, I, I would be leaning towards no unless the White Sox roll out kind of like a B team lineup on Saturday, which they could do, you know, wanting to rest people down the stretch.
0: They could, but more likely Sunday. That's that's mm-hmm. kind of like the, the generally accepted off day. But uh, that is something – that's a good call to look out for, though, too, about, hey, what, what are the lineups that teams are doing, especially next week and the week after. I think mm-hmm. we will start seeing teams more and more uh, put in lesser lineups, and then you could take advantage of some of the quality teams – because they're not coming with their uh with their A lineup as they look to get a couple guys a day off here and there down the stretch. So that's a good call out overall as well. Uh Steven Matz gets the twins. Twins are a good matchup uh, for the most part. I mean you know, they're not slam dunk any, any old clown, but Mats is pretty good. He does still pop up on a lot of mixed league wires though, because of the inconsistency Baltimore ripped him last time out for five runs in six innings. He had just handled the Yankees in Yankee stadium the start before. Um, in fact, he'd been rolling prior to that uh, dud. He'd had seven great starts in a row uh, for the most part for Steven Matz. And then he has a bump. You jumping back on board here with Mats against Minnesota.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Matt's has been fantastic in the second half, um, and really no reason to think that he can't keep it up. Uh, you know, two seventy six ERA uh, with forty six strikeouts in fifty eight and two thirds innings since in the second half. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm all aboard the match train, and uh, he should be thrown out there, except for against just like really stiff competition. Yeah, I think um,
0: yeah, you know, and the availability. This is very much a a. Uh, shallow league availability he's 66% at ESPN but there's still some availability there so if he's on your wire go get mats um Tariq Skubal has been up and down for the Tigers a pretty good rookie year overall I think uh, you got to be happy with the progress that that he and Mize have made uh if you're a Tigers fan it's been up and down for your fantasy team and right now he see both guys Mize and Skubal seem to be on the innings restrictions Uh, three innings for each of the last two outings for scuba including against these rays last time out where he allowed just one hit with six strikeouts in those three innings but he started there was no opener so it's not like he could steal a win there with the innings concern do you go with Tariq scuba
1: uh i mean i think if you're looking for just ratios and maybe some some cheap strikeouts but you know, he's not going to get a win. I mean, he, he only faced 11 batters. um, Yeah. I, I, and I think
0: they're going with this by the way, because I know Mize for sure. I've seen that. They said that Mm -hmm. he's, he's getting, he's getting the uh, shortened innings the rest of the way I would imagine Scooble is too.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, it seems pretty clear that uh, if if you're only going to let him go against three against Pittsburgh or, th- or three against Tampa, that yeah, you're you're gonna you're gonna be limiting him. So there's no chance for a win or a quality start. But he does strike guys out 160 strikeouts this season, 139 innings is amazing. yep Um. You know, there's also the potential. You know, considering his home run issues, that he gets blown up too. So it, it's not like it, it's not a safe start just for ratios either so no. i'd probably avoid it um though i do like scuba a lot coming in the next season
0: i i totally agree with that last point uh both of them really that i would avoid it unless i just want the k's and i'm very excited for next year both as a tigers fan and for fantasy purposes with Tariq scuba but here you got to be careful really if you're just chasing k's and five or six in three innings could be helpful to you then you could use this start otherwise pass Uh, Nick Pavetta versus Baltimore. He's been inconsistent. I mean, he's been kind of his normal Nick Pavetta self, to be honest. 455 ERA, 132 whip for the season. That's a mix of of good and bad. Um, Thankfully, the the bad hasn't been too bad. He's allowed more than four earned just twice, one of which was against Toronto, so you could have easily avoided that start on June 12th. The other was against KC, so you definitely ate that one because you were thinking, hey, Ken City, this is a great opportunity to start, Nick Pavetta. And he said, psych, no, it's not. He allowed four in three straight starts to end August, but then five in the third, one run at the White Sox. So that was a really nice outing. Is that enough to lure you in here for this Baltimore start uh, with Nick Pavetta? By the way, I will mention they're top 10. They're 323 Woba, which is ninth against righties over the last 30 days.
1: Yeah, I think if you're streaming for wins, then this is a start you're willing to take the risk on. But yep. Baltimore's no like cakewalk, uh, and they could definitely do damage. And Pavetta likes damage to be done to him; he's, he's <laughs> kind of into that. So he loves uh, giving up homers, especially. Yeah. That's the one thing that
0: uh, Baltimore can really do. It isn't in Baltimore, but it's not like Fenway is
1: no Fenway's the greatest a-
0: place to pitch.
1: <laughs> yeah, Fenway's not a uh not a place i'm i'm looking to start my pitchers all the time so uh yeah i think unless i'm streaming for wins specifically i'm probably avoiding this
0: yeah and that's a good call out um if you're going for wins which a lot of people probably are so I, i'm i'm leaning yes here overall because i do think most people when they're streaming are trying to collect wins um i think in points leagues i would go for this as well if you're trying to protect ratios though and you can't afford that potential blow up mm-hmm. because I, I just showed you with the two six-run outings, one against a good team, one against a bad team. With Pavetta, it doesn't matter. So if you can't afford to take four and a third six runs like he did against Kansas City on June 29th, then you have to pass because his home runs can create a mega dud. But if you're streaming normally and, and you understand the risks and a, a blow-up won't kill you, you go forward here with Pavetta because it is a great win opportunity. Let's talk about... If you have to scratch an itch on your chest, you would have Chris Bubich on your team. And he's facing Seattle. And he's been all right. Um, you know, recently, I should say. Overall, you know, about a 5 ERA for the year 499, to be exact, with a 149 whip. But there have been bouts of quality, although he is kind of a kind of a junior Pavetta in that home runs get him when things go south for the lefty. He's been good uh, in the two starts this month he had a relief appearance too. I don't know what that was about a, a two inning, a relief appearance early in September on the second, but then two good five and a third inning starts of two earned runs each. Um, it was a pretty rough August. Well, the two bad starts really killed him. So I'm going to give him the same thing here with Pavetta. Um, it's not as big of a win situation because Seattle's obviously uh, Seattle is better than Baltimore and KC's is not nearly as good as Boston to support him. But if you're streaming for wins and you can afford a potential meltdown here. I'm okay with this start, uh, but if 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 a bad outing would really really hurt you because you're protecting ratios, you cannot stream Chris Bubich here.
1: Who? Uh, yeah, I think I agree with you. Uh, I, I want to avoid this one to the best of my ability. I just feel like the blow up potential is so great with a guy like Bubic. so
0: i mean his last bad start was against this seattle ball club in seattle mm-hmm. august 27th they ripped him for five earned and four and a
1: third yeah this one is in kansas city which is a great place to pitch so i think i'm a little bit more inclined to to just roll with it if i'm looking for a win but in mean, seattle it's not a bad team either so mm. i'm I think this is kind of like in the maybe pile and, yeah. and, and more of a desperation throw. I think there are better guys on this list.
0: Definitely. Um, both that we've already discussed, and even coming up. I think mm-hmm. there are some that are coming up. Maybe Jose Suarez is that for you. Jose Suarez for the Angels is gonna go against the uh Oakland A's. And he has a 359 ERA and 123 whip on the season, though he has not been starting for all of that. Uh, we are just a start removed from his complete game though, where you give it one run on eight strikeouts uh, against Texas. He's been starting pretty consistently since the beginning of July and over the yeah, the, the 11 starts and they've all come in a row. 439 ERA, 50 strikeouts and 55 in the third innings. Oakland, certainly not a bad team. Um, also not a terrifying offense you know it's one that you could certainly stream against if you want they are 18th in Woba against lefties over the last 30 days Uh, Suarez I would actually rank him over uh, Bubich here I I I would I would say that that he makes the grade over Bubich not necessarily over everybody that we've discussed this far uh, but I, I think Suarez is actually kind of a sneaky decent option here I would go for him if I'm streaming
1: yeah i think he ranks above everybody except for uh mats and heel for me uh okay so far um I, I i've been really really impressed this last start against houston w- was super impressive you know it was one i was kind of avoiding because I was, understandably I was afraid like oh nine innings against texas then he's going to go get shellacked against houston but he uh he was really good seven strikeouts three walks you know aren't great but he's one of those guys that isn't going to give in and he'd rather put someone on base than give up home run and he hasn't given up a home run uh in his last three starts so mm-hmm. uh, yeah i think i like suarez a lot in this start um even versus a, a team in oakland that can that can hit the ball so uh but yeah he's he's towards the top of this list for me
0: yep i agree uh jose suarez definitely a very intriguing one I would probably put uh, him behind Savale, Cabrera, Heel, and Mats. And Mats is kind of off to the side because he's just not that available, so I don't. I shouldn't even include that one. That's a a shallow league only. But yeah, I do like him. Definitely picking up Suarez this weekend. Um, And even you know, don't forget that something that you can do as well is to pick up some guys, even if you're not going to use them, to avoid your opponents using them. Yeah, that can be a a a. sharp move and then you just say hey i don't want anybody to possibly get this useful start here i might not be wanting to start it myself but at least my opponents won't get the quality innings either
1: you're the guy in fantasy football when someone's deep or someone's kicker's injured you pick up all the available kickers huh
0: yeah yeah will make make sure that they just don't get any kicker points and i have 12 kickers on my bench
1: yeah (laughs) it's a good strategy it's
0: a genius genius (laughs) move there uh ryan Yarbrough has been bad um, of late in particular. Back-to-back seven earned run outings this month in two innings and two and a third innings. Uh, at Boston and Toronto, we can give him a pass based on on the, the difficulty of matchup there. Problem is, though, when he's bad, he's so bad. He has 10 starts of five-plus earned runs this year. And so that can really get you. And that's what we're talking about with regards to can you sustain a blowup? because if you can't, then I don't think you can take this start here with Yarbrough against the Tigers. Normally you'd say, hey, Tigers, they've played pretty well pretty much since May 1st. Um, they're not a team to just be walked on completely, but they've been sputtering a, a bit at the dish against lefties of late. You would think this is a decent setup. I just think you have to be very, very careful if ERA, an ERA meltdown would really sink you because that is the risk here with Yarbrough. So I would let that dictate whether or not I'd go for him. I would lean no in avoiding this. Um, but if you can, if you can avoid, or if you can withstand a potential ERA blowup, and you want to take the shot at the win here, you can go for it. But that's that unique situation only that I would start Yarbrough. What about you?
1: Yeah. I mean, I love Ryan Yarbrough, but I know you do, uh, considering the blowup potential and the lack of strikeouts. Like I don't see what the I, like, what the point is of trying to start him here. Yeah, you're like, like hoping
0: to thread the needle for the win.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just there, there's so much that can go wrong, and there's so little upside here that uh, it's just not worth it. So, yep. I, 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 yeah, he, he's one of these guys where I think I'd rather start Nick Pavetta. I'd rather yeah. start Savale or Edward Cabrera.
0: I might rather go for Alexi in the uh, middle role there yeah. than 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 Yarbrough right now with the way he's pitching so I'm, yes, I'm with absolutely. you there gotta be careful uh, I might even rather go with this guy Bryce Wilson a favorite of ours in previous years he's now with Pittsburgh um, he's been okay with them his last outing was unfortunately pretty bad against uh, Washington five earned in four and a third he'd had a 435 ERA in six starts with Pittsburgh before that but that three homer affair boosted his ERA up to 509 Uh, He gets Miami, at Miami. So great venue, great setup. Is it enough to lure you in on Bryce Wilson?
1: Yeah, I think it is. Um, Yeah, The the last start was disappointing. Um, And, I mean, even the two previous to that weren't great. Um, You know, the three... The Tigers won. I mean, it's a baseline quality start. Yeah, it's a baseline quality start. Um, Not getting a ton of strikeouts recently either. So uh, I think it's... Um, it's, it's definitely a risky start, but I, I do put him above Yarbrough right now. Cause I think you can Same. get some, you can get some strikeouts. Uh, well, actually he's not really been striking out many. Well,
0: They're, they're, they're volatile, right? With Wilson it's yeah. zero, seven, one, seven, one, four, zero. So it's an all or nothing situation. He could strike out six or seven, or he could go zero to two. Like it's wild how inconsistent Bryce Wilson's strikeouts are. Uh, The the matchup helps with with it being Miami Mm -hmm. and their 27% strikeout rate against righties. So that drives me to a yes here, and I am with you, over Yarbrough. But um, he's not super high on the list. Like He's over Yarbrough and Scooble because Scooble's only going to go three innings. Um, But that might be it. I, I don't know that I have him over Bubich or even Alexi. Uh, I just I don't know with Bryce Wilson he, he just hasn't really taken that step that w- you and I thought he could when he when he was first coming up with Atlanta. All right, so next up is Dalton Jeffries in Oakland. He'll be going up against uh, our boy Jose Suarez. Jeffries, interesting rookie. He's uh, only been up a little bit this year, so we don't have too much to go off of. Uh, I don't even really feel like it's worth citing what he's done out of the bullpen he's got some extended outings out of the bullpen three and a third in in his last two going 54 and 52 pitches respectively so he might be able to get uh you know upwards of 70 pitches here so he could get to five if things are going well for jeffries um how do you feel about dalton jeffries here against a a lowly angels squad
1: yeah i mean he's only been going three uh three to third last two outings, but prior to being put in the bullpen, he's going six in the minor leagues.
0: Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. I feel like he's yeah. he's pretty much built up to where he needs to be.
1: So yeah, I like Jeffries. He's a, he's a really interesting pitcher. Um, I, who, who'd you say he was going against?
0: He's going up against Suarez.
1: Oh, that's right. Okay. um, hmm. My only concern is like, there hasn't been a lot of strikeouts this year for him. And Mm -hmm. that angels team can be pretty deadly when it's on Uh, with Otani. um, I think I'm going to sit this one out. I just want to see him back in the rotation one time through before I'm willing to use him, but he's definitely a guy that I, I kind of keep an eye on. He maybe kind of fits like the, uh, the bold of the guy who I'm willing to pick up, but I'm not willing to start.
0: I think that's fair with uh, with Dalton Jeffries here. I'm, I'm not really dying to use him myself. It is somebody that I do like for the future, uh, but that, that sort of future consideration isn't going to do mm-hmm. us any good right now uh, when we're trying to win our leagues this year. So probably not going for him. Uh, you know, I would over Yarbrough, over scoop well he might only go an inning or two more than scuba which i guess would be enough but it, it's down at the bottom there
1: uh see i'd rather go scuba just because we know what kind of talent scuba is i don't think we know enough about dalton jeffries to put him over scuba
0: okay i i don't think that's unfair to say so I'm, I'm i'm okay with that on dalton jeffries um bailey Ober is somebody who has delivered some some fantasy goodness for teams over the year uh, at, at periods of time 412 era 122 whip but i think he's an automatic no because it's toronto right can you possibly start any non-superstar against toronto at this at this juncture
1: i'm second guessing superstars against toronto i mean that yeah i
0: like, i don't blame you if you're protecting ratios down the stretch i think we're going to see some stories of like oh i sat nathan Avaldi because it was against mm-hmm. toronto and i just didn't want to screw over my ratios type type stories. I think we're going to see some stuff like that. And I, I don't think I will be against that. I think
1: that's that makes sense. They are just too good. I mean, Vlad already has 175 home runs. <laughs> like, that's what it feels like right it's, it's
0: It's unbelievable how blistering their offense is. And so many avenues where they can get you, too. Oh, you, you stop Vlad for a day somehow? Fine. Mm-hmm. Can you deal with Bachet? Can you deal with Simeon, Simeon. yeah Yeah, like it's it's never ending with that lineup like they've barely barely had uh springer this year and it has mattered zero Mm -hmm. yeah they're devastating so (laughs) that leads me to say no
1: no shot here they're gonna be a dangerous team in the playoffs
0: they really are, especially with uh They've got some pitching too. It's not just mm-hmm. the offensive barrage that they have. They've got some pitching working. Obviously, Ray is a full-on Cy Young contender. I, I would go so far as to say the front runner. Uh, Ryu has not been himself, but he's certainly not bad. Manoa's been a G. We talked about how Mats has been good. They got some bullpen. So yeah, they're awesome. Cannot start Bailey over here. I don't. There, there's no level of desperation that makes it worth it because they just don't see the upside. Like who's no. stopping Toronto right now? Nobody. No,
1: no. I mean, like I said, like you're gonna consider not starting studs against Toronto. You can't start someone like Bailey over.
0: Um, Kyle Freeland. I actually had him on today's SP chart because I thought that Marquez would just get pushed back, but the outlets, I, because they had a weather cancellation mm-hmm. on on Thursday. But the outlets I checked, I checked Ross Resource. Um, the ESPN scoreboard page and the projected starters on roto none of them had the change yet. And I went against my better judgment and said, okay, I guess they're going to go Freeland and then Marquez on Saturday. No, they're just pushing everyone back. So Freeland will go on Saturday. He did rank last on my list because – Washington's actually a really difficult matchup for lefties. They've been killing Mm -hmm. them all year and they're first against lefties in Woba uh, over the last 30 days. And there's no real strikeout upside. So while Freeland is on the road, I still think this is a gamble you don't want to take. And that's why I had him so low. And I'm going to continue to say avoid here, despite the fact that Washington on its face might seem like a good outing. Um, They're not for lefties.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I'm, suiting this one up either uh like you said washington's been good against lefties freeland has been uh he's been better on the road but he hasn't been good necessarily uh he's had some good starts uh but the strike lack of strikeouts really kind of that's the
0: thing if he was a strikeout guy and i had that protection i might Mm -hmm. take this shot but he doesn't have that and it's a difficult matchup nah it's just a pass for me yeah what about your boy Patrick Corbin going up against Freeland. Are you willing to take the beating here? <laughs> I don't know if it'll be a beating. Uh, he's actually pitching well of late 2 seven inning outings in a row uh, after the back-to-back six earned run duds to finish August. Uh, has he lured you back in facing a Colorado team on the, on the ro- Colorado being on the road home for Corbin? Sorry. It's confusing the way I said that, but getting Colorado away from Coors. Does, is that enough to lure you into your boy Corbin here?
1: um oh man like i want to be back in i, I want to be back i know you in, do but just, i know you do every time like this is the most abusive relationship i've ever been a part it, of. It's, like, it's
0: it's brutal and you see what his wife does to him on twitter
1: yeah yeah and, and is, you
0: still call this the most abusive
1: mm-hmm. um oh, <laughs> i'm I'm back in, baby. Like, oh,
0: you're insane! You're insane. Well, then you're gonna have to fly that one solo.
1: Yeah, no, don't do it. Just don't do it. It's it's not you know, it's not worth it. Um, you know, yeah, dr- draft him in the you know, four hundred next year and hope that maybe he figures it back out. But at this point, for for the rest of the season, uh, don't don't touch Patrick Corbin. Yep, I mean that—that's—that's that's where
0: I'm at there. That finishes off Saturday. Let's get into Sunday. This is a guy that normally we would not have on such a list, but this is the way his season has gone, and and where things are with Zach Gallon. And you throw in the remarkably difficult matchup of getting a trip to Houston, and I think you have to ask: he's a 4.44 ERA, 134 WHIP, and he's two and ten on the year. So there's not a lot good happening for Zach Gallon. Do you take this shot here against the Astros on the road? No, no, not
1: against Houston. It's just, it's too, too good of a matchup. Or too, uh, too, bad of a matchup. too bad of a matchup. Yeah. I just don't see the, the upside
0: uh, being there really. You know, I know he can be good. But he hasn't been, you know, he puts up the occasional good outing and seven scoreless at Colorado in mid August. What a troll job that was. Because mm-hmm. I'm sure people were like, okay, I'm going to sit him here and be smart. And he finally has a brilliant outing. And then the starts since then have been like, okay, but not great. Listen, if you're in a situation where you're streaming. This is going to look like one of the more appealing names on on the wire, so I'm going to understand the inclination. If it's if it's throw everything at the wall, sure. By the way, I should say the gallon one is very much in the realm of mats. He's not that available. It's a shallowy situation. Mm-hmm. This is more for your own team, though. If you, you you've already rostered him, do you want to start him if you're protecting? And I say no if you're protecting any sort of ratio. Uh, if you can be caught in ERA and WHIP by multiple teams. I think you have to pass this and, and protect and, and not not go with Gallon here. So I too would sit this one out.
1: Yeah. And I mean, if your streamer just for wins, it he he pitches for Arizona. He ain't gonna win. Yeah. Yeah, they're not Houston. Houston's one of the best teams in baseball. No, I'm yeah. not not playing that game.
0: There's just I'm just having a hard time finding the scenarios where I want to do this. So I'm out as well. Uh Eric Lauer has quietly been very good this year. If you don't have him on your team or you don't uh do something daily with with streamers the way you do you might not be familiar with how good eric lauer's been i i would forgive somebody who doesn't uh you know have have his numbers in their memory but he's been awesome in fact the last time he gave up more than three earned was in june june 14th at, against cincinnati at home four earned in five innings Since then, he's reeled off a 2.10 ERA with 63 strikeouts in 68 and two-thirds innings. That's uh, across 13 outings, one of which I I say that instead of starts because there was one relief appearance. Bottom line is, though, Eric Lauer's been very good. He still has shallow league availability, though. For some reason, the shallow leagues have not completely bought in here. He's only 45% at ESPN, which is why I still included him here. It's a slam dunk against the Cubs for me with Lauer.
1: No, this is the start of the weekend.
0: Like, yeah yeah I mean, that, that's that's likely to be available i agree
1: yeah i mean you, you've got to just roll with it because i mean he's just been absolutely all, amazing uh all all season long and he gets a team that you know on paper is one of the worst in baseball after trading everybody away so yeah uh yeah i'm, I'm starting eric lauer a hundred out of a hundred times slam dunk there
0: and uh, like i said not going to be available more than tens and some twelves but Always check your wire because you never know. Uh, Eli Morgan has had uh, bouts of quality work there that have intrigued me at times. He has kind of the Cleveland buy-in where you're kind of, for me at least, I-, I inherently will give you at least a second look because of what Cleveland's done with pitchers. And he's shown some flashes, but for the most part, it's still been pretty bad. 603 ERA, one thir- thir- Excuse me, 135 whip, 70 strikeouts and 71 and two-thirds. He'll be in New York with his 2.1 homer nine. And that alone is why I'm out. Um, Even if I'm desperate, I say no, because the home runs quickest way to a brutal outing. And even though I do have some intrigue for him as a dollar pitcher next year, I I can't do this start in any sort of stream scenario because I also don't think that they can sneak him a win uh, because the Cleveland is not very good themselves.
1: Yeah, I mean, you just hit that analysis out of the park in the same way you would against Eli Morgan if you were up against him. <laughs> well played, well yeah. played. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. No, no, no way, no way am I starting him against the Yankees. Yeah, can't do it, can't do it.
0: This is another guy that uh, is not going to have a ton of availability, but probably is starting to hit more shallow league wires because he's pulling another September surprise on folks. Remember, Wade Miley was an absolute god in 2019. Uh, and even his full year still looks pretty good, but if you were if you had if you had him on your team, you know how that season turned at the end of the year when he had a few mega duds in, August, uh, in excuse me, in September of that year and really pushed the ERA. He's kind of doing the same thing, brought a two seventy four era into September. And two of his three starts this month have been nightmares. He has a 646 in 15 in the third innings, including getting blitzed by Pittsburgh. Come on. I can give him a little bit of a pass for St. Louis hitting him. We talked about how well they're playing of late. And then he bounced back against the Cubs. And then Miley gets trounced at Pittsburgh, a start that you're doing backflips over and getting you're like, yes, my guy gets gets uh, Pittsburgh. This is great. Again, not super available. So this is more of a do you start him if, if you're already rostering him wade miley versus the dodgers are you gonna go for it are you gonna sit out
1: oh this is a tough one because it's not like the dodgers have been great against lefties this year or or or
0: anybody lately like we're talking last month two months they've been pretty mediocre as an offense in general
1: but i mean the hard part is like you're not gonna necessarily get a ton of strikeouts from him true
0: um you might not catch a dub either
1: yeah. So like what are you streaming him for? Uh with the risk that the Dodgers wake up. Um I I think he's kind of in the, the maybe pile. And I think if I mean he's probably only available in kind of like you said, your your 10 team, you know, leagues. Yeah. Like there's gotta be better options on the waiver wire.
0: Yeah, because like he, he like I said, he's not gonna be that he's the least available of anybody we've talked about here. I brought yeah. I kept him on more so because he's popping up on some wires after the Pittsburgh start. And because he might be a tough decision for those who make daily moves and already have him rostered. I think if you're protecting on Sunday, you pass. If you're in a head to head and like ERA and whip are close, I don't take the shot with Miley here. Um, You know, he gets Kershaw. Who is not going to be going a ton of innings, but it's so hard to beat the Dodgers, like you said. What are you really getting here? A handful of Ks. You're you're trying to spike decent ratios. The upside just isn't there. I'm probably sitting this one out. I would not cut him um, if I was already rostering Miley. I would I would sit tight through this start, but I would I would put him on my bench against the Dodgers.
1: Yeah, I think that's where I'm leaning to.
0: Shane McClanahan is slated to return from the IL against the Tigers on Sunday um again not going to have a ton of availability but are you bringing him off of your waiver uh, off of your reserve because of potential raise shenanigans like will they will they limit the and I don't even want to call that shenanigans on this one because coming off the IL with a young guy it's probably just smart to only use him for a few innings they haven't said what the game plan is or even that he's a 1000% coming off the IL this is just the the expectation he's 55% at ESPN so there is some availability where do you come out on Shane McClanahan? Is this a pick up and hold for beyond this start, pick up and start against Detroit, or pass altogether? Where, where are you at on McClanahan?
1: Uh, I think it's a pick up and hold. I'm, I'm a little worried that they'll limit him coming off the I.L. like you mentioned. Uh, but, I mean, he, he's too good of a talent to let stay on the waiver wire. So, uh, also, uh, if you have room to stash Shane Boz, there's been some rumors about him potentially coming up mm-hmm. here down the home stretch. So uh, picking him up might be a good, uh, a good stash move if, if you can stash guys in leagues.
0: Those rumors were fueled by him being scratched, but uh, it ended up being due to back spasms too. So it's one of those could go either way type of deal with regards to whether or not Baz comes up. He and McClanahan would make a good one-two punch there. Uh, though Boz would probably be the opener. He's likely to go shorter, but not a bad spec, like you're saying, in case he comes up for uh, a random start or two. Uh, Logan Gilbert gets KC. And overall, I think you have to be pretty happy with what Logan Gilbert's done in his rookie year, despite the fact that he's pushing near a five ERA. There's been some real growth for the rookie. Uh you look at his ERA indicators; they're all better than that than that four ninety seven ERA, three sixty five FIP. Because he has a one twenty one ER, uh, one twenty one WHIP, ten point two strikeouts per nine. That's one fifteen and in, in one hundred and one innings in a third. Sorry, I cannot talk today. Jeez, but uh, <laughs> he had he hit the rookie wall in September or in August that's really what I believe happened. And I think he's come out of it because his three starts so far this month against Houston, Houston, and Boston. He's put up a 235 ERA with 18 strikeouts and two walks and 15 and a third. I'm back in on starting Gilbert again, after being pretty nervous during that, uh, that August swoon, he is widely available, including just 25% at ESPN. So there is some availability here. Gilbert at KC, yay or nay.
1: Yeah, I think you have to go with it. This has like the feeling of like you know when you look at someone's game logs and you go, "Oh man, he dominated against all these really good teams," and then got crushed versus Kansas City. Like it has that feeling, but like there's definitely scared of that. Yeah, there's no reason to actually think that that'll happen. It's just exactly. It's just my irrational fear of being destroyed by a (laughs) bad team. So, um, yeah, I mean he's he's been great. Uh, You know he's been really really good with the fastball command uh recently, which was one of the things that was plaguing him when he hit that rookie wall. So uh you know, I thought he was tiring out and that was the issue, but apparently he's he's found a second win for the, the last, you know, home stretch uh of the season. So uh, I think you can start him with confidence for right now.
0: Yep. Give Logan Gilbert a shot. He uh he has turned it around and hopefully he can hold strong the rest of the way this is a good matchup for him. Uh we don't know Joe Ryan's availability he is uh, penciled in for this start. He was hit by a batted ball uh, in his last outing in, in the fifth or sixth inning. I can't remember exactly when. And so we, we just don't know. But well, Like I said, it, it's been listed that he'll be back here. It's a right wrist contusion, and he is a right-hander, so that would be his, his throwing arm. He's been excellent so far with the Twins, though. So I wanted to bring him up just in case he is starting. Stay tuned to the news.
1: Uh, but you're not for- going to start him anyways at Toronto.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. But would you pick him up
1: for? Absolutely. I'll, I'll pick beyond? him up for. Yeah, I'd pick him up for Beyond. And actually, I have in a number of leagues. I did um, the same here. But
0: yeah, I don't want to start this against Toronto. You're exactly yeah, right.
1: Yeah. You're, you're not starting him against Toronto.
0: So yeah, don't worry about this weekend. So you can pick him up right away if he's available and just hold him beyond the weekend uh, because we wouldn't be doing this even with a super healthy uh, Joe Ryan. I don't think I'd be taking the shot against Toronto just because that's where they are right now. We talked about how scared we are of them. Paulo Espino gets the second part of his two-step this week. I think the first one was against Pittsburgh, so he was a popular two-start pickup uh, last Sunday with the Pittsburgh Colorado combo. Do you like? Uh, do you like what Espino? Oh, it was Miami, excuse me. Six innings, and one run, six strikeouts. So he he finished the first leg nicely. Do you like Espino to complete the two-step with a gem against Colorado?
1: I do. Uh, I mean, I- I've been impressed by. Uh- You know, like he's not like an overpowering guy by any stretch of the imagination, but uh, does a really good job of keeping men off base uh, via the uh, the free pass. So uh, and he was one of my top recommendations when Jason and I talked two starts uh, on uh, Sunday. So I'm sticking with him and hoping that uh, he does not uh, hurt me down or, you know, in this uh, second half of the two step.
0: Yep, definitely going for this one. This is one of the better ones on Sunday. Um, if you don't have like a Lauer available mm-hmm. or Gilbert available, I think this is p- going to be one of your best bets on the wire. Another one that's a, a start within your own team, a very much a Miley situation here with your boy Kyle Gibson at the Mets. Uh, I mentioned, I think we talked about him last weekend. It's lined up that he's pitched on the weekend each of the, the last two weeks. And he's been kind of back to normal with with Philly. Uh, his kind of, you know, mid to high fours ERA self strikeouts have been sporadic. He did get seven last time out, but there was four runs in five innings against the Cubs. At least you got the seven strikeouts. Um, all five, all of the runs, all four of the runs came in the fifth inning. So he was pitching really well until then. Uh, but he gets the Mets and, you know, the Mets are not an easy, easy offense. In fact, they're dominating against righties of late. They are third in Woba against righties over the last 30 days. Do you want to risk it with Kyle Gibson? I mean, I know you want to. Are you going to? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, hmm. Yeah, I think I will. Oh, God, sorry.
0: And don't forget, this is a scenario where he's already on your team, and I'm just deciding to start because he's 82% at ESPN, meaning he's he's almost 82%. not available at all. Because yeah, that, that 84 percent, excuse me, that accounts for every league that's probably paying enough attention. That, those, those extra leagues where he is available, those are probably more or less dead leagues.
1: Yeah, I think I'm rolling with him if, I, if I'm looking for a win. I know the Mets have, uh, you know, been decent. But Philadelphia is a good team, too. And, um, yeah, I think I'm rolling with him. This is scary, though. And maybe it's just my guy Kyle. Gibson goggles. It's hard to say. Gibson. <laughs> it is. It, Gibson goggles. Listen, I never
0: had Gibson goggles, and yet I tend to agree that I think I would go for this as well. Um, ah, man, it, it is scary. I'm 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 hemming and hawing. Even as he's, I said yeah, yes,
1: he's definitely not at the top of the list. Like, no. Th- 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 no, 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 definitely no, no, no. Guys, he's even just on Saturday where I go. I think I'd rather start Eric Lauer. I think I'd rather start logan gilbert i think i'd rather start espino i think i i think wade miley i'd probably rather start too so i you know i mean that tells you like kind of the level of you know concern um mm-hmm. with a guy like kyle gibson but uh i think there's a good chance he can get a win and i think there's you know some strikeouts and you know potentially decent ratios coming as well so
0: yeah, I, and again, if you're streaming, you're already accepting a particular level here. Yeah. He's already on your roster. I think I think you go for it here with Gibson and, and hope to get a solid start. Yeah. Um, good old Wiley, Willie Peralta, man. He stood tall in that Peralta versus Peralta matchup there when he was facing Freddie. Freddie was beasting, but uh, old Wiley was right there with him, put up six scoreless uh in the in the game that i think went into extras as a one nothing game i want to say the tigers won that yeah they won that in 11 those two were battling though the cousins not actually they're not related at all but uh they they were they were doing. it was a hell of a game and i obviously you know watching that because i'm a tigers fan did not expect both peraltas to be dominating but they were he's been great this year i don't think there's any other way you can really say it and i know you look at the 498 fip and you're like How and I don't have any answer, even though I've watched a lot of his 16 outings this year. I cannot tell you how he has a 332 ERA and a 126 whip, but he does, and he gets you know the race quality team, but not terrifying offensively. Uh, I think they do their best work against lefties, they're kind of middle of the pack against righties. Do you trust Peralta to keep his uh, his low babip ways going? Because that's really what it's been is uh, low babip and, and stranding the runners who do get on. Are you taking this risk here with his hot 15% strikeout
1: rate on old Wiley Peralta at Tampa Bay? Yeah, that's the hard part. It's like he's under six strikeouts per nine. Yeah, you're not uh, streaming
0: for strikeouts here. You're 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 I mean, you're crazily you're trying to spike a win.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're trying to spike a win and, and get some good ratios in the process but i mean he's doing it by getting you know almost 52 percent ground ball percentage right yep. now and tigers uh, have a
0: decent defense to turn those mm-hmm. into outs which they haven't had in in recent years so that's another new thing in detroit
1: and he's not walking the yard either so mm-hmm. um mm. i think i would roll with this one actually uh, I'm i'm
0: playing the hot hand i'm going with it, it too
1: If it's not strikeouts, I'm looking for. I think that, yeah, I think I'm. I think I would roll with this one, and I think I would roll with him over Gibson, which is crazy for me.
0: We we never like even me as a Gibson uh, detractor. I never would have thought I'd say that at any point this year, and yet here I am. Uh, I will say, Tigers third best record in baseball against playoff contending teams. I don't know exactly what the cutoff was for that graphic that they showed on uh, the other night, as far as like what's a playoff contender, but you can assume that the cutoff is a, a pretty quality team there. Uh and they were just showing how the Tigers have been, it was Milwaukee, another contender, and then the Tigers. Those were the three best records against contending teams. So hey, you might actually get your dub here with Willie, and I would definitely start him. And I would I'll tell you what, I'd start him over Joe Ryan easily, you know, even though Joe mm-hmm. Ryan's a better pitcher just because that's how scary Toronto is. Uh, what, about, what about Adrian Sampson? I don't know if you remember when he was with mm-hmm. uh, Texas a couple years ago. He was a home run machine. He has continued to be a home run machine, but they've been a lot of solo shots. So he does have a 2.53 ERA in his 21 innings of work, including back-to-back decent starts of five innings, two earned against Cincinnati and at Philly. Would you take a shot on Adrian Sampson at Milwaukee here for the Cubs?
1: Not in Milwaukee. Just yeah. no. I Can't mean, and, uh, I've been surprised that they've been able to stretch him out uh, in a. a you know the the way they have because i mean he was only going one two innings back in august uh and, yeah, and now he's going five but he doubled
0: his pitch count he had uh, like 34 37 32 and then jumped up to 70 so he was he was quick to stretch out like you said but that's not enough to entice me here and milwaukee is always scary yeah yeah definitely okay uh jaime Berea back to uh, the angels here going up against Oakland. We talked about with the Jose Suarez thing about how they're not a terrifying team. As far as one that you will face with a streamer Berea, not too bad. Um, I think I would take this shot as well here against Oakland. Jaime Barria has been pretty solid since the all-star break. We're looking at a 415 ERA, only 29 strikeouts and 43 in the third innings. So it's kind of a Willie Peralta situation, but uh, I think I would take a shot here. I would go Peralta and Gibson, Espino, Gilbert, and Lauer ahead of him. But then he is above, uh, you know, a shortened McClanahan outing, Ryan, Morgan, gallon samson I, I would put Berea above all those guys
1: yeah the only problem with Berea is that he's only gone uh he's only gone five innings um and Ooh, once in one, his last six yeah and so like good call does he re- and that was against texas
0: yeah that's fair that's fair that does put wow. a little pause on it so if you're trying to spike that win that really dampens it if only he could get a dang opener
1: yeah, I, if he could get an opener, that would that would totally change the conversation. But yeah, I'm I i can not start someone like this that I can't trust that is gonna go deep enough for wind.
0: Because then it's not even a scuba situation where I'm getting K's, right? Because exactly. at least with
1: scuba, I can reasonably expect a bunch
0: of K's in the three to four innings that I'm gonna get. Okay, yeah. you're right. I I, I tamp my I tamped down my excitement on Berea a decent bit there. There are still some scenarios where I would start him, but I'm not as gung-ho as I was yeah. Yeah, kinda- seconds
1: ago. He's got a sub 14% strikeout rate. This that's year. not good. Just, that's no, not good. Not. That's my and a 154
0: win. Ew. That's hideous. Um, I don't even know if we need to waste time on Jackson. Coar. He started off with that terrible outing where he only went two thirds of an inning, but then he had an inning and a third after that. He hasn't shown anything. He had one great start against Cleveland, six innings, two runs but then right back to six runs against Baltimore, and then Oakland got him out after one inning, five runs. The risk here is massive. The upside is scant. I don't see any reason to go for Jackson Coar. so I'm an easy pass here. Yeah, I agree. What about Jay Happ? Who, if I just gave you his season numbers, he'd probably say easy pass, 6 ERA, 149 whip. However, with St. Louis, 408 ERA, 124 whip, I will point out that the FIP isn't very it has not changed very much. So maybe the luck is going back in his favor a bit, but it's been five innings, two runs, six innings. I'm mean, actually I'm not gonna go through all of this too many starts, but two, one, zero, two, two, seven, four, and zero earned runs. So he has the one mega dud at Cincinnati when they got him for seven earned in just one inning. Other than that, though, Jay Half's been pretty good. And it's a quality team supporting him. He's four and two there, so you could spike that win. Do you like Hap against uh, against the Padres at all?
1: Oh, this is a tough one because I mean the Padres have been brutal until the last two games. But is, is are these last two games like indicative of like oh the a Padres, turnaround? Yeah, starting to come on. And yeah, uh, while Hap has been pretty good since coming to St. Louis. A lot of that work was done in three starts versus Pittsburgh and one versus Kansas City. <laughs> True. That was a four-start stretch for him yeah. when he got
0: that. What a schedule lineup there. My goodness.
1: So I tend to lean towards not wanting to do this one. I just feel like there's too much to go wrong for no strikeout upside.
0: Yeah. I know another no strikeout upside guy here with hap. You're right about how brutal they've been. They're um 28th in Woba over the last 30 days against lefties and 30th against righties. So even the right-handed relievers that might come in, uh, you know, San Diego has not done anything there, but are they turning it around? Cause we know they're better than this. Mm-hmm. They're just been in a funk and I agree with you. The upside just isn't there. Uh, let's compare them to some of the guys we've already passed on then uh, in, in case people are desperate, Adrian Sampson or Jay Hap. Hap. The probably five innings max from Berea and likely under five innings for Berea or Hap.
1: Um Hap.
0: Eli Morgan. Oh, he just allowed a home run. He is not even pitching yet. Uh yeah, Eli Morgan. Hap. Okay. Hap. Okay. Uh and then the again, if you already have him on your roster, if you're picking him up, uh Zach Gowan at Houston, if he's already on your roster, or would you pick up Hap and rather start him? Like let's say it's a points league. where 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 are we going
1: there i'm going gallon just because of strikeout upside
0: just because it can't kill you as much yeah
1: yeah yeah we don't really have much love for half i mean he's been
0: pitching better but you highlighted the schedule being so favorable and he does have good outings against atlanta and cincinnati in that Mm -hmm. time as well but that four start stretch really helped his numbers uh with with st louis so there's just no strikeout upside and without that protection you, you just take on so much risk and if san diego blew him out of the water the way cincinnati did would anybody be surprised no no, no chance at all. Yeah. so i can't do it all right justin that's gonna do it for the weekend streamers uh how are you doing in your league coming down the stretch here we got two weeks left what's uh, what's going on what are we chasing
1: uh i'm gonna wrap up probably at least four championships uh let's in- go uh, and I'm competing – I'm in one NFBC league with, uh, with my, my boy Matty Davis where him and another guy, and I've been like switching first through third mm-hmm. all, all month. So that's going to come down to the wire. Another couple leagues that may come down to the wire in terms of uh, cashing. So it's 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 going to end up being a good year. Not a great year, but a good year. So um, Which I, I – I, you know, I love championships. Championships of are course. awesome. Of course. Yeah. No. How, about, mean, how yeah. about you? How how are your teams come down?
0: Hey, things are uh, shaping up to go pretty well here. I I hope we can continue. Got the main event team still in in first and 26th in the overall. I need to climb at least four spots there to get paid out for the overall. Top 22 gets a spot there. Um, I've actually fallen off in that beat Colin Weatherwax League, unfortunately. Remember, I was leading for the Mm -hmm. bulk of the year, to be honest, and I've just been overtaken, and now I've been shoved down to third. Now, I am only one point behind, so hopefully I can keep that cash spot there. Uh, I'm second in my TGFBI, and I'm third in the finals of the Raz Slam uh, with a great yeah. shot to still win that league. Though that that is a very tight race. Um, not not the,
1: win the league, win the overall.
0: Yeah, yeah, win the entire thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm I'm third there with uh, I have twenty two fifteen points, twenty two hundred fifteen points. The leader has twenty two thirty. Like, we're mm-hmm. talking really tight. 22-28 is in between us, Nicholas Mariano, and then Joseph Asher's leading it. So I'm very much in that. Um, the Beat Paul sports Leagues, I let them live up to their name. I've been thoroughly beaten in those. But overall, I'm very happy with how my season is going. Obviously, with a great shot at a main event championship, it's hard to have a bad year if uh, if that comes through, you know?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm uh, I'm stoked for you. I, I hope Thank you. you- Crush it down the stretch and in uh, cash in that overall in the main event and take down their Aslam.
0: That that that'd be so sick. That'd be a, a hell of a year and uh, two more weeks of of going going ham. I haven't even you know, and I was talking about this on my stream. It wouldn't change anything. I really don't think I would ease up in any way. But I haven't even done the math in my main event to see if like the seven point gap can can realistically be closed because I don't want to take my foot off the gas at all. And again, uh, I don't wh- think I would. But I just don't want to be like, oh, well, he can't really get the seven points. Let me just dial it down. No, no, no. I'm staying full bore.
1: I did a really, really good episode uh, of the Friends of Fancy Benefits podcast with Dave McDonald recently, where we talked about kind of September strategies. And one of the things we kind of came to an agreement on is no 10-point lead is safe right now. Correct. So like, you know, if, if you think you're coasting like, oh, I, I've got, I've got a huge lead right now. Don't don't coast right now. Like keep, just don't do it. Don't yeah. don't take
0: your foot off at all on anything. Just keep. Or if you or if going. you feel
1: like, hey, I'm I'm eight points out right now. There's no way I can catch up. Uh, that's not necessarily true. Yeah. Um, yep. You know, do the footwork and kind of sit down, spreadsheet it out, and figure out, hey, where can I gain the uh the spots? But like very very few leads are completely safe right now.
0: So and and don't be afraid to make cuts that you wouldn't have two months ago because it would be crazy. But like where where we normally see it is closers being cut, like legit prime closers because the team can't use them and they need that spot for a streamer because they're chasing K's. So they cut like Jordan Romano or something. Don't be afraid to be that person. It might change the dynamic of saves if somebody else picks them up, but you're focused on what you can do. And so we're seeing a lot of uh, same goes with injury guys that you're waiting on. Probably stop waiting on most of them and cut those yeah. guys and pick up players that can help you. So you got to be a lot tighter on the reins of of who deserves a roster spot at this point because what are you holding on to with guys that are hurt unless they're and, due back like in the next few days, like McClanahan and Joe Ryan, uh, they're gone as far as I'm
1: concerned. Any anyone who hits the IL is is cuttable right now.
0: Yep, I I, I totally agree. For example, um, Jesus Aguilar, brilliant brilliant season. I I cut him. Uh, he's yeah. he's gone and any other leagues that i have him this weekend he'll be gone for sure because i think now they've even said that he's unlikely to return but you got to make quick moves there uh with guys that are in the IL. do not Absolutely. give up the fight unless you're in one of my leagues then you can just give it up because yeah I'm, yeah if
1: you're playing against me feel free to give up <laughs> unless that helps my other competition
0: yeah oh yeah yeah do, do, do the math do, do math the to math to see out, if yeah. you can help me <laughs> <laughs> please don't give up if you can help me. But if you might take points away from me, then just chill out, man. Don't be a jerk about it. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs>
0: All right, Justin. Well, enjoy your weekend. You don't have to deal with the stress of your favorite football team because they put you through the ringer yesterday. Oh,
1: man. With I've that way, I've never watched a game where both teams lost.
0: Yeah. that's, that's um, what Neither really team did. had any interest in winning yeah. that game.
1: You're like – washington didn't win that game the giants didn't win that game like it,
0: it shouldn't even to be, to be a tie it should be a loss yeah. for both yeah it should be the absolutely. first ever double l because oh my god yeah. did neither team want to win that game that, that yeah. was that was wild
1: it's just for further proof that my team sucks
0: listen i'm a lions fan so i can commiserate on that anyway yeah. justin i hope you have a great weekend and i will talk to you on monday
1: take it easy